Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, April 13th. On this date in 1861, at the start of the Civil War, Fort Sumter in the Charleston Harbor fell to Confederate forces. On this date in 1943, President Franklin Roosevelt dedicated the Jefferson Memorial in the nation's capital. That day was the 200th anniversary of Thomas Jefferson's birth. And on this date in 1953, the first James Bond novel, written by Ian Fleming, was published in London. Do you remember the name of that first tale about Agent 007? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at that Thursday forecast. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. We're looking at increasing clouds today, warm temperatures with highs in the 70s, but we're also looking at the potential for a few showers and storms this afternoon and evening as some moisture associated with an area of low pressure uh, will approach the area. Better chance late tonight, though, into Friday. So for today, we're looking at temperatures in the 70s with increasing clouds. There's that chance of a shower or storm in the afternoon on Future Tracker. Keep the rain gear handy. It's not a widespread thing, but when you see it, uh, we could see a downpour develop. For tonight, Temperatures are in the 60s, and then your forecast for Friday, very warm with highs near 80 degrees with scattered showers and storms around. Again, not an all-day thing. Uh, we are looking at dry weather, though, on Saturday with temperatures in the low 80s. Have a great day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. North Charleston police are investigating a shooting that left one person dead. Officers say that shooting happened on Piranha Street around 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. When police got there, they found a man who'd been shot. He was taken to the hospital where he later died. The victim's name has not been released and no arrests have been made. In Berkeley County, deputies are investigating after a car crashed into an apartment building on South Cranford Road. When crews arrived, they found a car in the middle of a living room inside that apartment. Deputies say during their investigation, they found the driver had been fatally shot before the crash occurred. The coroner has identified the victim as 21-year-old Joshua Vidal. Now, deputies say there was a person inside the apartment. They were taken to the hospital with injuries. Anyone with information is asked to call the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office. A woman has been arrested in connection to a Saturday morning shooting that left another man dead in a West Ashley grocery store parking lot. Charleston police say 22-year-old Takara Bolden is facing three charges, including murder and armed robbery with a deadly weapon. According to the police department, an officer was on patrol when they heard gunshots near the Publix on Sam Rittenberg Boulevard around 8.30 Saturday morning. When the officer arrived, he found the victim, Hayden Smith, on the ground with a gunshot wound. Smith died there at the scene. The Mount Pleasant Police Department has announced it will be getting nearly $300,000 from the state opioid response grant. The department says it's created a five-year plan which will fund a peer support employee, allow for the purchase of Narcan to distribute to the community, and help with the links to resources kits. Those kits include items to combat overdoses. This year, the department says it had eight overdose incidents, three of which were fatal. Charleston County leaders have announced that they have received almost a million dollars from a multi-billion dollar opioid settlement. The money will go towards expanding treatment and prevention programs like Narcan distribution as well as more training for first responders, schools and families. County officials say they have a list of plans that they hope to get accomplished with this settlement funding. 
and they hope all of their efforts will help fight the crisis while bringing more awareness about resources designed to help those fighting addiction. The Beaufort County Alcohol and Drug Abuse Department will be offering free Narcan and Narcan training next week. The five-minute training will be available at all four of the library locations on your screen there. These sessions will take place on April 20th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. The training is to help you understand the signs someone is showing when they're expecting are experiencing an overdose and what you can do to help save them. No appointment is required and everyone who attends the training will receive free supplies of Narcan. A proposed idea that some say looks more like a concrete plan. People who live in Somerville say they're looking for clarification when it comes to a proposed plan for a regional athletic facility in the town's historic district. Last night, more than 100 neighbors gathered to hear where things stand for a 100,000-square-foot recreation center in the Gadsden neighborhood. Molly McBride, she tells us what came out of last night's meeting. Council members from Dorchester County and the town of Somerville assuring residents that the plan to add an athletic facility is just an idea, but some residents are skeptical. My concern is it's just an idea. It's been the statement three times here. That doesn't look like an idea. That looks like a plan. Tim Reeder lives in Somerville and is asking Dorchester County Council Member Jay Byers and Somerville Council Member Terry Jenkins how definite plans for an athletic complex in the Gadsden neighborhood are. Council Member Jenkins saying the discussion about the athletic facility only started last month at a joint workshop between Dorchester County and the town of Somerville. Jenkins says right now the town of Somerville and Dorchester County are each paying around $11 million for the Maple Street Improvement Project. Jenkins says at that joint workshop, Dorchester Council Member Jay Byers stood up, offering for Dorchester County to pay all $22 million for the road if the town of Somerville agreed to build an athletic complex in the Gadsden neighborhood. Let us partner together to build the road so that y'all can build something else for the community and for the families. Byers saying the deal he suggested would benefit both parties because the town of Somerville is lacking an athletic facility. It's important to note that there are no official plans from the town of Somerville who owns the property where the athletic facility is proposed. Both council members say they hope to have more concrete plans by the end of the year. Reporting in Somerville, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. A company serving the low country for a century is closing its doors. Employees of the Yellow Cab Company of Charleston say they were told last week that the company will be closing its doors at the end of the month due to a significant loss of funds since the pandemic. The short notice leaves employees only a few weeks to find a new job. Businesses in South Carolina are not required to notify their employees about, about closures by a specific time. The closure also impacts customers who are now forced to find other means of transportation. The company's website does not list a specific reason for closing down. They also did not provide a statement when we reached out to them. The Isle of Palms Police Department has released the radio transmissions from the beach shooting that shook the area last Friday. The recordings show how police officers were reacting as shots were fired and how they handled the massive number of people trying to get off the beach. Officers can also be heard communicating about the crowd size, road closures and suspects to dispatch. They also worked quickly to get information from bystanders. Take a listen. Unit near Sea Island Cabin. I'm now being told that there's a male with white pants, long hair, 
near the vehicle that is maroon with a bunch of people sitting on it. I'm heading over there now. Allegedly, he's got a firearm on Five people were hurt in that shooting, at least. And at last check, one of them is still in the hospital. Police did arrest an 18-year-old and a minor for illegally carrying guns. They've not confirmed if those two teens were responsible for the shooting. In response to that shooting, IOP police say that the city has closed its park parking lot on Pavilion. The parking lot will reopen tomorrow morning at 7. Officers with the city say that the move is precautionary and mainly in response to another planned event happening elsewhere in Charleston County tomorrow. They say there will be additional patrol officers and they will remain scheduled throughout the weekend. Court proceedings have begun for a St. Stephen woman accused of inhumane treatment of animals. According to Berkeley County deputies, Suzanne Melton was cited with 20 counts of inhumane treatment of animals back in February after dozens of cats were found in poor living conditions. Officers were called to a home in St. Stephen for a, quote, hoarding situation on February 9th. Authorities say they found 72 cats, 23 were deceased, and 49 uh, cats were still alive but in poor health. In court yesterday, Melton requested an attorney. Her next court date is going to be set for a later date. The Charleston Animal Society is now offering a $5,000 reward to help catch the person or people responsible for shooting two pet pigs. Charleston County deputies say that two pigs, Alfie and Petunia, were attacked while at their home on Wadmala Island last Monday. They say one was killed, the other was shot in the leg. Their owner described her pets as indoor-outdoor pigs who enjoyed cuddling with her. The reward is for information that leads to the arrest and felony conviction of those involved. If you have any information on those shootings, contact the Charleston County Sheriff's Office. Lina tries to get more teachers in the classroom. Lawmakers are looking not just toward college graduates, but also people who have work experience outside the classroom. South Carolina teachers have a minimum salary schedule, which is partially based on experience in the classroom. A new bill would allow work experience in a, filled, a field related to the area they'd be teaching to count toward what they'd need to move up the pay scale as long as they have at least five years experience. But some state senators say they're concerned enacting this would upset some veteran teachers. One teacher says while he appreciates the concern, he doesn't share them. I'm hearing overwhelmingly from teachers is their primary concern is we've got to do something to reverse this shortage. Um, because when we cannot recruit enough talent into the profession, then what we end up with is the teachers who remain in the classroom being overworked. Once the bill hits the Senate, there will likely be pushes to change how much that related work experience would count toward moving up the teacher pay scale. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is reminding people to be aware of hackers and scammers. They say it's more common than you think. Our Samantha Popovic, she joins us live from Goose Creek. Now, Samantha, what are some of these tips that deputies are sharing? Good morning. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says at least 10 times a month, a senior citizen reports being scammed. They say scammers are asking for payments through gift cards or money orders from email or by phone. But the sheriff's office says there are ways you can tell when you're about to be scammed out of your savings. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says it's important to never give out any personal information, such as your birthday, social security number, address, and even your license number. Sergeant Kimbergis says hackers are usually calling from other countries from a fake number, going as far as using an 843 area code, and in some cases pretending to be law enforcement officials. 
some of the criminals will actually call and say some deputy or detective name that actually works at the sheriff's office. Um, we've actually had that happen in the past. Um, fortunately, most people, um, they're targeting, they actually will get on uh, Facebook pages and they'll say, hey, I got a phone call from detective so-and-so. Like, why would they call me and say that I owe money or I'm going to jail? That's red flag number one. Sergeant just says, if you come in contact with a scam, to call Berkeley County's office's emergency, non-emergency line. Coming up in the next hour, I'll tell you about a scam prevention seminar happening this weekend for seniors in Goose Creek. Reporting live in Goose Creek, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that 70 years ago today, the first James Bond novel was published in London. That book was Casino Royale. The 1967 film of the same name was a spy parody and was loosely based on the book. David Niven starred as James Bond. The 2006 version cast Daniel Craig as 007. Celebrating birthdays today, musician Al Green is 77, actor Ron Perlman is 73, singer Peebo Bryson is 72, actress, comedian Caroline Ray is 59 and actor Rick Schroeder is 53. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.